0: Back again, back again, episode 21, (sighs) In-Betweens. How can I have been so stupid, right? (sighs) They're not right, you say. Cassian and the Kings. There's something off about them. Why won't they let you learn? Why won't they let you leave? How did you not notice how much they were leaving you out of in order to further their own plans? And I'll tell you. I wanted to be special. (laughs) God's above. I wanted to be special. My entire life, I stuffed my head full of stories about girls who get carried away on fantastical adventures where they became heroes. And I believed that I'd never get my... That... Chance. And then I did. I woke up in a different world where they told me I was great and could change everything. And so, yes... I believed them I wanted to believe that what I was doing was right and so I didn't hesitate I raised up my sword and blocked out everything not quite right because here it was my chance at everything I am the chosen one the prophecy child why would I waste that chance I was selfish and people died because of it because of me. But forgive me if I don't want to linger on my own shortcomings for too long. Promise that I'll wise up soon enough. Comes with consequences, but I do stop acting so goddamn stupid. A few weeks after the speeches, Cassian and I found ourselves sparring in the arena, back to our morning routines. Part of this time had become devoted to learning about my magic, though Cassian wasn't nearly as gentle about it as Rhea had been, as she always was. The first time showing it to him, green gold glow, wind pushing him back, his eyes had gone alight. He'd spent the rest of the morning pushing at my ability, seeing how far they could go. I'd suffered through court with a splitting headache and fell asleep right after dinner, exhausted, but he had been right. I'd known more at the end of the day than I had at the beginning of it. And, of course, there was a different kind of power that came from seeming strong. After spending weeks getting thrashed by the soldiers and Cassian's company in whatever group exercises I'd been forced to participate in, it was... satisfying? To prove that I wasn't worthless. To prove that I at least vaguely understood what I was capable of, that I could be a threat. There were three days until our next raid, and the nervous energy was beginning to build in the air. I'd seen it enough times, even when I wasn't tagging along. There was a frantic determination to the soldiers' movements, a harriedness and a twinge of fear that wasn't there before they'd gotten their mission instructions, their marching orders. It's fun to play with swords until you're told to kill. It's fun to play at battle until you're watching people die and avoiding it yourself. It was in these days where I practiced matching my magic with my sword fighting, trying to strengthen every last skill I could in order not to die, in order not to be a liability, that the prophecy was brought up by one of the soldiers. He'd yelled something towards Cassian and I. A passing joke that had something to do with the soldier poet king. Cassian had grimaced but traded responses until I'd asked, What is he saying? The soldier had laughed, little English girl with no idea, and turned away. Cassian turned back towards me, squared his footing found his center, and raised his sword. I mimicked him. It's nothing nice, Elias. Let it be. My ears burned. I hated not knowing Rizane. I hated that insinuation. It's nothing nice about you. And the fact that I had no way of retorting, of even knowing what was happening without the permission of someone else. I tightened my grip on my sword. Tell me. Cassian sighed. He says that the stories never say anything about the Elahida losing more fights than she'd ever won. It was nothing I hadn't thought myself, but it still stung coming from someone else. Part of me wanted to curse the soldier out, a delayed reaction to an explained dig... Part of me knew that that would be worse. Just proving I couldn't fight my own battles. Logic won out. I lunged for Cassian. At least I could turn my anger into something productive. What story says that? Wasn't in the prophecy you gave me. The no-fear Risaian prophecy he delivered my first week here. English and Risaian lines matched up to each other. Cassian parried, no problem, his sword sliding against mine and striking into the guard. I winced at the force and whispered, Peril Anil, my sword glowing as Cassian's blade was thrown from mine and he stumbled back several feet. Peril Anil. Literally, go back, go to the past. No magic this time, he said. Merit or nothing. "'There's merit and magic,' I retorted. "'You still haven't told me what story says the Elahida can fight.' "'Cassian came in for a second round, his sword flashing. "'There's a whole book. A lot of it is lost. "'It's the book from which we learn English, "'but passages were forgotten to be passed down. "'There are some stories from there that people know, "'or have created on their own over the years.' That is one of them. That is part of the legend of the... of you. I tried to disarm him, failed, and took several steps backwards out of swinging range. I could read it. He moved into my guard, fast and fierce, and the next moments were the flashing of blades and the pounding thought of shit through my head that I still hadn't learned how to shake during a fight. He disarmed me. My sword went skittering across the sand and i cursed you're not a very good soldier he joked raising his sword to my chin and i snarled as i batted it aside with my bracer and stomped over to pick up my sword it was a riff of the soldier's joke but it stung a little less coming from him well maybe i'm just meant to be king then Cassian stopped sword lowered face set that is not how the story goes really I'd asked egging him on now that he'd turned my joke into what sounded like the beginnings of a lecture how should I know if I haven't read all of it how do you know if you haven't either. He hadn't moved. This isn't the place for this conversation. I was getting mad now, becoming unnecessarily petty. I was tired of losing sword fights and being incompetent and being left in the dark on things that affected me. I raised my voice. Who's going to know? Who here knows English besides you and me? He raised his sword. I did mine, too, itching for a fight. How do you know your king? I asked. How do you know? Did your book tell you, or did you just assume you were meant for greatness? He blocked my blow. Because I come from a family of kings, he snapped. They all ruled before me, I will rule after them. Rhea's words. Maybe you were meant to be king. I parried his counterattack, thanking my increasingly fast reflexes for avoiding injury. Cassian still was not going full out, I knew this, but even being able to keep up with him at half pace was an accomplishment in itself. But isn't the word for king in Rhysaian, genderless? Queen is an English word, listener. There's no true Rhysaian equivalent, no word for female ruler or even male ruler. Only Rex. Only king. His next blow came quicker and my sword was once again knocked out of my hands. I cursed, loudly. Fine, I said. You're king. Like this was a children's game, and we were deciding what roles to play. But I'm still a shit soldier for you to put this much hope into. He raked a hand through his hair. His breath left his chest in a long, shaky exhale. I found myself matching, even as we both sat in our annoyance. Can we go for a walk? I need air. I sheathed my sword and went with him, not saying a word. We walked until we ended up in the garden underneath the inarble where he sat, plunking himself against it with no small amount of force. I sat beside him and tilted my head back against the bark, Coppery-veined leaves rustled above my head, and I tried to let the last of my anger go. Why can't I know everything? Why aren't I learning Rhysaian? Cassian opened his mouth, but I cut him off. Don't say there's no point. Don't just say that you'll tell me if I need to know. I've gotten enough of that from your mother. Don't do it, too. Then I won't. He paused, but there is is—there is some truth to what she says about how much time it would take. There is too much else to be done, Elias. It took me hours of practice a day for years to learn the language of the book. That is how learning a language works, I muttered. You didn't really answer my question. He sighed and knocked the back of his head against the tree, muttering something in Rizayan. I rolled my eyes. You know, if you'd bothered to teach me something other than how to get my ass handed to me in a fight, I might know what you just said. Elias, he sighed. Cassian, I mimicked. Neither of us said anything for a long moment. I knew by his closed eyes and the way he was breathing, slowly, deliberately, that he was counting his breaths, trying to organize his thoughts. There are... People who would whisper wrong into your ears. There are rebels that would take every chance to turn you to their side, and language is a large part of it. Cassian, you know me. And I'm afraid that someday I will look at you and I will not know who you've become. This wasn't a real answer. (laughs) This was problematic in a thousand ways, but I wanted him to be telling the truth, to have honest intentions. But how many times in history has information been withheld for a reason other than to manipulate a narrative? He opened his eyes again, fingers skimming over the tiny wildflowers that Fritz floored Silvestre Flores. How about, he said, then cleared his throat. What if we had lists for you to learn? Helpful words to center yourself. I bit the inside of my cheek. Things I would say. Now. For how long? If I'm to be a soldier forever, how long until I learn to command the people I'm meant to lead? What about after the war? What purpose do I serve then, without language? Things I said. Then. That would be nice. The competition, he said. To find the poet. Can we talk about that? I don't know much about it. In the context of our earlier conversation, it was more of a jab than I had meant it, so I continued. But tell me. Three days' worth of competition, he began. But a festival, a, a week long. And... That's just the part that we are in charge of. Taverns will fill up long before everyone coming to stake out a spot. Much of the court has already begun to patronize the bards of Isaiah. Can only those with sponsors join? No, he said. It's free to all. But the reward helps to motivate the search, it seems. Sending out riders with a call is less effective and... Giving noblemen a chance at more riches. And then what will happen? A lot of feasts, he said. You'll lose your mind, I think. To struggle not to, right? I hate the damn things. Ah, yes, large meals. The scourge of us all, I joked. You'll see, he promised. Just wait. And how will the bard be chosen exactly? Songs. They'll sing before the two of us and the kings, and we'll choose from there. It will be outside in a... He fumbled. I... I do not know the word. It will be outside, so everyone can watch. There will be lots of seating, and anyone can come to see the stories unfold. Like an amphitheater, I asked. He repeated the word slowly. If that is what you call it. What if the true poet doesn't come? what if, what if they don't hear the message? Everyone will come. Have faith, Elias. Everyone. That'll be a lot of people. Everyone wants to play greatness, he said. Only few can achieve it. And what about you, Cassius Rex? He smiled softly, tilting his head so he was looking into my eyes. You and I are meant for more than mere greatness. I'd laughed, at the time, try not to flush. Right, right. He stood, brushing off his pants, then offered me a hand. We've wasted enough practice time. Get up. He unsheathed his sword and took several steps backwards. Stop staying on the defensive. You will never win if you remain too afraid to attack. He swung his sword back and forth as I rose and unsheathed my own. My blood hummed. My sword began to glow before he continued. No magic. Only merit. I rolled my eyes. Scared? Course not. You should be prepared. Fine, I said. I'll still whip your ass. We both knew this was highly unlikely. We readied ourselves anyways. I swung first, before he'd had a chance to furrow his brow and pinpoint all of my weak spots. Unfortunately, I hadn't concentrated first either, and my aim was off, crashing down his left side. His blade slid past mine and caused me to stumble past. I whirled round, ready for his follow-up attack. Cassian stood, watching me. Attack! Attack! Elias. I did, again, this time with a modicum more aim. I came at him with a series of blows in rapid succession of back and forth. He matched until he parried out instead of just blocking, and I once again stumbled past annoyance building in my chest when once again he didn't bother to follow up. Fine, I thought. Fine. Blood. Blood. Roaring in my ears I lunged towards Cassian Throwing everything into my hits As he went to pull the same trick To parry out to disarm me I caught his blade against the guard of mine And thrust forward Sending him stumbling backwards I threw up my hand and snapped Peril Anil Before he could do a thing And Cassian flew backwards Landing hard on his ass His expression darkened for just a second A shock of the ground Before he tossed a smirk up to me cheater he called good naturedly and accepted the hand i'd extended i pulled him to his feet and he was so close dark eyes and crooked smile that suddenly faded faded away he still hadn't let go of my hand I told you, he breathed. You and I were meant for more than just greatness. I'm still a shit soldier, I started to say, and then he kissed me. And I was kissing him. He broke away, the breath later. Cassian laced his hand through mine. His eyebrows quirked. Are you okay? Yeah, yes, are you? Kiss me again and I'll let you know, he sat so. I did, blushing like a fool as his other hand skimmed better light over my cheek the taverns will be full for weeks before the festival Cassian said we should visit I swallowed tried to steady my voice yeah yes that that would be nice he smiled and stepped away picking up his sword i have to go meetings have fun i said a fool and watched as he left still completely freaking dumbstruck again back again is written and produced by me abigail eliza if you'd like to hear more about the show visit us on twitter instagram or tumblr at back again podcast or on tiktok at abigail eliza writes our outro music is nightingales by pierce murphy from the album to japan and is licensed under an attribution license the song was retrieved from freemusicarchive.org visit the description of this episode for full copyright information and a link to the page sound effect attribution similarly can be found in the episode description if you've made it this far thanks for sticking around you are important in this world and have a role no one else can fill you are loved i hope you have a wonderful day